Hello, everybody. Welcome to One Drink Podcast. We talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring August 2nd to August 8th as well. It's two more Medal of Honor stories. Yep. You know, it's Monday. You know you're going to learn and, you know, you're going to learn some new, crazy, weird stuff. Yep. It's just a known fact. And um, that's just how it is. Yep. With the history show. Yep. Let's jump right into wasting people's brain cells. Yeah. I like it. So, we're going to go to August 2nd, 1909. Okay. The first U.S. issued Lincoln Penny. Ah. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So, the penny, I mean, I still collect change. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. So, um, I don't get a lot of pennies, though. I get a lot of quarters and, like, dimes for the most part. Mm-hmm. Pennies, I don't see... I don't see a lot of them anymore, to be honest with you. I hate pennies. You know it costs two cents to make each penny? I know. It's crazy. They should just get rid of them. They just make everything go to, like... You are so true with that. Just round it. (laughs) Just round it. Like, just... It just doesn't make sense. We don't need to be that specific. You know what I mean? Like... And the money we're wasting on making Right, we're literally losing twice as much as we're getting out of it. Good old USA... Right. Uh, we got people at the treasury <clears throat> full of accountants and shit. Yeah. And we're just uh, making shit that costs twice as much as it's worth. Yeah, because we did the show on money. So And so uh, that's where we learned that. It so dumb. Costs right. Cost two cents that. to make one penny. It's ridiculous. Oh, Lord. So stupid. Oh, so, yep. The first penny. Yep. All right. I'm going to take us to August 2nd, 1776. <clears throat> Huge day in American history in Philadelphia. Most of its fifty, most of the fifty-five members of the Continental Congress signed uh, the parchment copy uh, of the Declaration of Independence. Oh yeah, I like yeah. it. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> good old Philly. Yep, good old Philly. And um, now I forgot: is the original Declaration still around? Yeah, it's in DC. Okay, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yep, um, talking about that as well. Yep, that yes. would be cool to see. Like, to see. Oh, you never been there? No. Oh, dude, you can get this close to it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right there. Oh, you're right there. Because we talk about and it. the whole the, the Constitution too. The Constitution's the laid out thing. right there. The Bill of Rights. The original. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The original. Wow. Yeah. Now some say. <clears throat> oh yeah. That it's not real. It's not the real. The it's conspiracies. Not the real one. The conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But dude, it's in this big. You ever seen National Treasure? Uh, yep. That big box that it's in, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Oh, it's nice. That's pretty much what it looks like. It's in this massive, you know, bulletproof, S- giant, friggin'. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's massive. Now, could you, do you think you could, anyway, anyhow, steal that thing? Me? Yeah. No way. <laughs> no shot, dude. I wouldn't even know where to begin. You're just looking at the box and you're like, dude, I I got nervous when I walked in there with a bottle of water last time and I like asked I was like, "Can I bring this in here?" Oh, right, right, right. You know what I mean? There's no way I'd be able to steal it. There's no way. I'd pussy out. I'd leave. Everybody would get out of the car and I'd just drive away. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I changed my mind. I would love to see that up close though. That would be cool cuz we oh, talk it's about so it a lot cool. and it's it's history. DC is amazing, man. All the monuments and all the museums. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's, oh, I'm so. It's it, unbelievable. And it's really not that far from here. No, it's like a seven hour drive. Yeah. It's amazing. Maybe I'll make a little trip down there. Yeah. 
They got all those little electric scooters that you can ride around too. Oh boy. And you can just zip around all the monuments. That's great. Yeah. August 4th, 1862, U.S. government collected its first income by taxes. Fuckers. This is the first year they started taxing the world, or the United States, and um, they started collecting it in 1862, realized that the World War <clears throat> would not end quickly and the revenue from the income tax would be insufficient. As a result, the Revenue Act of 1862 was passed in July 1862 before an income tax was collected under the first system. Mm. Been paying ever since. They've been collecting money and collecting money and collecting money and for some reason, oddly enough, we're broke. We are trillions of dollars in debt. Broke as fuck. <laughs> so, I don't know. Something ain't right. I don't know where it went wrong. Good idea. Right. I get it. But, um, you could, so we did a show yep. a couple weeks ago. If we wanted to pay off the debt right mm-hmm. now, each individual person, including kids, pretty much every person in the United States, you know, that live here, would have to give $80,000. So what is there, 351 million people or 350 something? 350 some odd million people, yeah. yeah. So we would have to each give $80,000. You just suck my nuts for that 80 G's. <laughs> I didn't spend that damn money. Oh, my God. Just to get out of uh, the national debt. That's crazy. And not everybody makes, obviously, 80000 a year. I don't. It's clearly impossible, so um, I don't know. I don't have a Let solution. me tell you something. If I got a bill for eighty k in the mail from the IRS... What, I, mean, I would tell them to go fuck themselves. I would just burn I'd it. wipe my ass with that letter and then mail it back to them. I would mail that back to them and be like, no, no, you owe me 80K. Right. <laughs> right. Let me do the math on all the money I've paid out. <laughs> For real. You know what I mean? Throughout everything, every word. Oh, oh God, it's nuts. So, all right. Yeah. I'm going to take us to August 2nd, 1939. Albert Einstein wrote a letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh, concerning the possibility of atomic weapons, mm. quoting, a single bomb of this type carried by boat and exploded in a port might very well destroy the whole port together with some of the surrounding territory, end quote. Six years later, mm. almost to the day, on August 6th, 1945, the first atomic bomb deployed by U.S. was dropped on the Japanese port of Hiroshima. Wow. Almost to the day. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. Six years and four days later. Albert Einstein. Yep. He, um, he's definitely, you know, a huge part of history. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? There's, I mean, the guy gets referenced millions of times a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> for real. Good old Al. Oh, Married man. to his cousin. Yeah. And it's crazy, because, like, he's going, like, his name will go on forever. You know what I mean? Literally. Forever. Because you always are going to have to yep. learn everything that he invented and has done. And yep. Albert yep. Einstein. His theories Albert. will be used literally forever. Yeah. As long as humans are around. That is... That's nuts, right? I know we said it before, but it would be so great for just, you know, our names to go on a shit. Even if it went on for, you know, 
Two years. I, I'd, be, years. I'd be glad if somebody talks talks about me ten minutes after I'm dead. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Because the reality of it all is it's unfortunate, but, you know, when you pass away, you know, there's a week or two, a month, whatever. But you're Eventually name, you're going to get forgotten. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it'd just be cool to be like, oh, Matt Horse, Oliver Gravino, holy shit. Yep. Yeah. be pretty sweet. <clears throat> I mean, I guess we will as long as there's an internet. We're, we'll be out we'll there. We'll never really be dead. Somewhere. Yep. We'll just be floating around. And yep. Somehow, maybe <laughs> that's when we'll get all the views. Somebody will collect royalty <laughs> off of our shit. Now they're getting millions of views. How, well, for what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who gives a shit now? <laughs> shit. Uh, August 7th, 1820. The first potatoes were planted in Hawaii. Crazy, right? Who cares? Who documented that? I don't know. Who documented that? I, you know, somebody that planted that shit was probably like... I'm going to write this down. You know who probably um, wrote it down? They were brought over by the Pol- Polynesian settlers. Somebody wrote it down. Yep. So basically it's for like... Uh, obviously Hawaii is an island, so um, they didn't have a lot of food yeah. at the time. So that was one of the first... Of several planted for food and all that. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. But they did record, you know, potatoes. Yep. So Hawaii would never be the same. Pretty sure they'd be the same. If it wasn't for these for potatoes. The potato, pretty sure it'd be exactly the same. <laughs> you probably Except without <laughs> chips. You know what I mean? Or fries. Uh, <laughs> so, you know I had to bring that up. Of course. <laughs> So, right. let's get into some Medal of Honor. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start us off with Bobby E. Brown. Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. I like U.S. It. Army, uh, World War II. He commanded Company C, 18th Infantry Regiment, on October 8, 1944, when it, with the Ranger Platoon of the 1st Battalion, um, attacked Crucifix Hill, Ooh. a key point in the enemy's defense in Aachen, Germany. Like Aachen. It. Aachen. That'll work. We'll go with that one. As the leading rifle platoon assaulted the first of many pillboxes, um, studying the rising ground, heavy fire from a flanking emplacement raked in. An intense artillery barrage fell on the American troops, which had been pinned down in an exposed position. Seeing that the pillboxes must be neutralized to prevent the slaughter of his men, Captain Brown um, obtained a pole charge and started forward alone toward the first pillbox about 100 yards away. Hugging the ground while enemy bullets wiped around him, he crawled and then ran towards the aperture of the fortification, rammed his explosive inside, and jumped back as the pillbox and its occupants were blown up. Wow. So, again, you know, we're hearing about these guys just, like, running at these... The enemy. Literally (laughs) running at them, straight at them. Ah, and this guy blew this one up. Okay, so he rejoined his uh, he rejoined the assault platoon, secured another pole charge, and led the way toward the next pillbox under continuous artillery, mortar, automatic, and small arms fire. He again ran forward and placed his charge in the enemy fortification, knocking it out. So now he's got two of them yeah. that he's run at and blown up. He then found that fire from a third pillbox was pinning down his company, so he returned to his men, secured another charge, and began to creep and crawl toward the hostile 
uh, emplacement. With heroic bravery, he discharged, or he disregarded opposing fire and worked ahead in the face of bullets streaming from the pillbox. Finally, reaching his objective, he stood up and exerted the explosive, silencing the enemy. Damn. He was wounded by a mortar shell but refused medical attention and, despite heavy hostile fire, moved swiftly among the troops, uh, realizing the need for information... Uh, whoops. Um, exhorting and instructing them um, in subduing powerful opposition. Later, realizing the need for information of enemy activity beyond the hill, Captain Brown went out alone to, um, to do surveillance. He observed possible routes of enemy approach and several times deliberately drew enemy fire to locate gun placement. So the guy's literally sticking his neck out just to figure out where he's getting shot from so he can figure out where people are. <laughs> he's a one-man show. Twice more on this self-imposed mission, he was wounded, uh, but he, success- he succeeded in securing information which led to the destruction of several enemy guns and enabled his company to throw back two powerful counterattacks with heavy losses. Damn. Only when Company C's position was completely secure did he permit treatment of his three wounds. By his indomitable courage, fearless leadership, and outstanding skill as a soldier, Captain Brown contributed in great measure to the taking of Crucifix Hill, a vital link in the American line encircling Achan, Achen, Aachen. That dude was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. He's running up to these freaking pillboxes and shoving explosives in there and, and he just keeps doing it yeah keeps getting hurt nah i'm gonna go do some reconnaissance and that's a common thing right. that i've you know yeah that we hear about yep they just they refuse to go down yeah it's, just get got, it's gotta be the adrenaline you know you're gotta just like, be. Oh, i'm not going out and you're just you're still just yep mission ahead mission yep. ahead it's crazy Whew. great story yep we're gonna go to benjamin f wilson all right Korean War, U.S. Army. Company 1 was committed to tech and secure commanding terrain, stubbornly defended by a numeric, numerically superior hostile force and placed in well-fortified positions. When the spearheading element was pinned down by withering hostile fire, he dashed forward and firing his rifle and throwing grenades, neutralized the position denying the advance and killed four enemy soldiers manning machine guns. <clears throat> After the assault, platu- the platoon Platoon moved up, occupied the position, and the base of the fire was established. He led a bayonet bayonet attack, which reduced the objective and killed approximately 27 hostile soldiers. These dudes are fighting with bayonets. So isn't that... That's the knife that's on the end of the rifle. And there's no gun. The the gun still works, though, right? Yeah, but they led a bayonet charge, so they must not have had ammo. Because they're just running at them with essentially a spear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> While friendly forces were consolidating a newly won, the newly won gain, the enemy launched a counterattack in Lieutenant Wilson's. Realizing the imminent threat of being overrun, made a determined lone man charge, killing seven and wounding two other enemies, and routing the remainder in disorder. After the position was organized, he led an assault carrying approximately 15 yards of final objective when enemy fire halted it in advance. He ordered the platoon to withdraw, and although painfully wounded in his actions, remained to provide covering fire. During an ensuing counterattack, the commanding officer and first platoon leader became casualties. So he's just not giving up. No, dude. He's just 
He took out nine people on his own. <laughs> yes. Jesus. I wonder if he did that all with his bayonet. Oh, God, what a savage. I mean, you would think, right? Unhesitantly, Lieutenant Wilson charged the enemy ranks and fought valiantly, killing three enemy soldiers with his rifle before, his, before it was wrested out of his hands and annihilating four others with his entrance tools. Entrenching tool. I don't know what an entrenching tool is. A shovel. That's it. Yeah. Okay. A shovel. So, bayonet, guns. I mean, the dude doesn't use guns. Shovels. He just uses picks. Like, everything but. It's crazy. Yeah, an entrenching tool. It's like one of those little shovels that they use to yeah, dig it, a trench. And there's like multiple uses with it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But it's a, sh- I mean, it's, it's a shovel. A it's shovel. a shovel. Yeah, it's, yes. you know. So he went and he just killed three more people with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. After killing nine with a bayonet. Oh, his courageousness <laughs> to delaying actions enabled his comrades to recognize and uh, affect an order, order withdrawal. While directing evacuation of the wounded, he suffered a second wound, but elected to remain in position until assured that all men had reached safety. Lieutenant Wilson sustained valor and intrepid actions reflect utmost credit upon himself and uphold the uh, honor traditions of the military service. Dang. So this dude, man, shovels, bayonets, guns. Yeah. Man. Yep. And he stayed until every man got out. Was safe. Yep. So same thing, you know, with this one too. You know yeah. what I mean? Just wounded to all shit, mm-hmm. and it's just like, no, 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 no. Go, You're go, 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 go. Yeah. It's crazy. So yes, another two great stories. Yeah. These, I just, they're all great. these people are just incredible. They're, I, you know, I know we literally say that every <clears throat> single week. Yeah. But like, I can't express it's, it enough. <clears throat> like how much we yeah. admire these people. And it's funny too because like you think you know since we we've done like what 20, 30 of these maybe. Oh, combined. Easy. Yeah. And we think that like we hear everything that there is. I mean, this dude didn't even use a gun. He used bayonets and a shovel. Right. And those actions just alone yep. caused, you know, the yep. mission to be complete. Yep. So. Nuts. Whew. Nuts. Crazy. Yep. But anyways, guys, don't forget to check out all these history shows every Monday, our full-length shows every Wednesday, as well as a new reaction video mm-hmm. every single week. Uh, you can follow us both on Facebook and YouTube at One Drink Podcast and listen to us on all major platforms. Yep. And don't forget, guys, please click on that sub button. Yeah. And if you're already subbed, share it with one person. With one person. One chair. That's it. That's it. One drink. One podcast. One share. One share. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's perfect. But anyways, until next time, guys. See you. Cheers.